Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon. This is Authentic Living, and I'm Andrea Matthews. Our guest today is Albert Clayton Galden. He's the author of You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Breakthrough Guide to Discovering the Authentic You, which is the topic of our discussion today. The book is meant to give readers a guide for self-realization, or as it is understood in Eastern religion and Hindu philosophy, the Atman or the Brahman within. Whether we are having a religious secular, political, or social discussion, this idea of authenticity is a perplexing and often confusing concept for most of us. That, in fact, is why I decided to do this show called Authentic Living in the first place. And that is why today we're going to get some real answers to some real questions about who we really are. Albert is a recovering alcoholic whose spiritual search began out of a description, uh, desperation when he got sober. Through the search and self-realization process, Albert became an astrointuitive and life coach, which means that he mixes the principles of astrology with Jungian psychology and his own intuition. He's also a transpersonal psychologist who assists clients in accessing the transcendent spiritual aspects of their humanity and begin to live out of the higher planes of existence. And through that work of, as he puts it, acting as Sharon to ferry souls of the dead across the river Styx, he assists people to basically die to the old way of life and be reborn to the authentic self. In 1982, Albert developed the Sedona Intensive Program in Arizona in which people may attend five-day intensive to become acquainted with their own shadow, or as Albert puts it, their internal partner, in order to develop a life of peace. Albert believes, as I do, that we simply must access the deeper parts of the self, including the shadow, in order to be fulfilled as human beings. Albert, we're so grateful that you've taken the time today to talk with our listeners Thank you so much for coming to talk with us. Well, I really am delighted to be here. You know, one of the things that I want to say is that I read Voice Imprint, and, you know, reading yours as you were speaking to your listeners, let me know that I've dialed into the right person today. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. I'd like to hear more about that. Um, I guess one of the first things I want to discuss with our list, for our listeners today is uh, you have mentioned the fact that the ego and the divine within us are one, or as you put it in your book, twin flames. Mm-hmm. I think this concept is so very hard for most of us to conceptualize because we've been so immersed in duality thinking. Can you help our listeners to understand this concept? Because I think it's foundational. Well, the, the truth of the matter is that um, we were born, you know, with um, a twin self, and... Women have the nature or the spirit of the man within them or the, or the male, and men the female. You know, that's the work of Carl Jung, and I'm very Jungian. And uh, it was only when I had an understanding of this, you know, when I was five. Now, this is very interesting for your listeners to hear this. When I was five, I said to my mother, you know, from the South, I'll say like we do, Mama. You seem more like the daddy, and daddy seems more like the mama. Well, mother was beautiful. She looked like a carnival model. And my father was a professional baseball player, very masculine, no sissy there. But as a five-year-old, having come in with that awareness, you know, I say that the ego is born at the age of two. That's what the terrible twos are all about. Well, ordinarily, you know, we are have our blackboards erased, we don't remember where we come from. Jews tell you that. The angel of forgetfulness comes over. But something about me asked my mother that question. Then when I was 20 and, you know, in, in deeply embedded in psychology at Birmingham Southern College, I found out that I was seeing the shadow, my mother's uh, male and my father's female. So what I want to tell you, and, you know, I have to do this. I was a born-again Christian as a child, and religion, politics, and science do everything they can so that we never meet that part of ourselves that will make us more powerful than anything on the planet, and that is fusion of the divided self 
awakening and aligning and embracing the shadow, or as Dr. John Sanford says, the invisible partner. So I think that what has to happen, and you know what? I'm the one that liked it when the elevator got to the bottom floor. The economics collapsed. Uh, the housing collapsed. Everything collapsed, which is what the, the egocentric world. So I say, hey, boys and girls, now that it's all collapsed, may I introduce you to the concept of the shadow? Because the shadow, you know that song, Me and My Shadow? Well, everybody ignored it. They just thought it was a fun song. So now is when I think, when we're at bottom level, now that we know the world as we thought it existed, talk about a title, you're not who you think you are. Nothing in the world has turned out to be who and what we thought it was. So now here's a good time to resurrect with truth. And the truth is, look inside yourself and find that part of yourself. And, you know, they go on our website, and there is a tape called Integration of the Divided Self. And if you want to find out the best 24 minutes, how to meet your shadow, go to the Sedona Intensive website. Okay, great. So when you talk about the shadow and that and as the internal partner, I really like that concept. I think of that as sort of a dance between mm-hmm. the, the uh, divine self and the, and the shadow. Um, what that means then is that, the, that this oneness that we are is a wholeness, but that we don't recognize it because we've been split off. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but you know what? Listen, if I were going to do a survey of mankind, I would start with marriage and divorce. What a crazy cock that turned out to be. I mean, it's unbelievable. Divorce is at 67%. You know, I'm from Magnolia Bushes down in the south. So she says, go get one, honey, like Mama did. Well, you know, I would say, duh, if my kid came home with a grade of 32, I would say, I'm going to have you change schools or, you know, box your ears. But that's the first thing. Marriages have failed immeasurably. They have failed because... We have given our power over to somebody else. And why would a woman, you know, women are a little bit more in tune than men. You know, I used to say a bad woman is better than a good man, and that's, uh, that's when, uh, until I found four bad women in a row. And so I stopped saying that. But the truth of the matter is there's just something about women, you know, when they talk about those glass ceilings and Hillary Clinton, you know, plowed the field for them. Are you crazy? Eve was in power in the garden, if you believe that story. So I believe that we've got to stop the nonsense. We have got to stop repeating what those preachers are telling us. We've got to stop believing that the government is going to save us. And we've got to stop letting science take away our magic. You know, I'm a Joseph Campbell uh, devotee. You know, Joseph Campbell and mythology is what allowed me to build this vivid imagination of mine, which is the world I live in. I play taxes like you do. I stop at red lights you do. And if I insult somebody, they slap me. But I do not live in a belief system like most other people. And that belief system is? That belief system that most people have is that if you believe, uh, if you, believe you go to this church and if you vote for this candidate, you think, they're going to save you, and you think if you stay within the confines of logic and reason that science lays out, you'll be better. Are you crazy? I don't know that many people that follow those three ideologies that have a thing I want. You know, I, you know I'm going to tell you something. The world has really melted down, and do you know our business is busy, busier than ever? It's hard for me to get an hour to go to the gym. I'm turning 71 on Friday, you know, I'm having my first dog. Don't you love that? So I want the companion to come in and, and, you know, let him teach me a little bit about how to soften to myself and, you know, don't feel like I've got to be on double time for the world. But, look, when, when I wrote the book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, let me tell you how I happened to write it. I went to my guru. Yes, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I have a teacher. That's what that word means. And I said, Swami, this idiot that I've paid a lot of money to has said these terrible things about me. took 45 minutes, as Southerners can be long-winded. And he says, Ramapriya, you time to time you come to me and you say, you're not who you think you are. 
perhaps you're not who he thinks you are either. So then after that, we had tea. He said, Albert, he said, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book and let people know that the Atman of the Brahman, that's what we Eastern philosophy people call God, the self-realization. Why don't you help people get to the real part of the play? Because he said, you know, it won't be too very long before it's going to be, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. How did we get here? How did it all turn to rack and ruin? And you know what it was? The shadow, the dark side, <laughs> the ego. And, um, you know, it just laid out a game and people played it. And then one day, by natural law, planets move. I've been telling people for four years, when Pluto goes into Capricorn in January of 2008, Everything is going to change, and it will all be washed away, and we'll rebuild brick by brick and stone by stone. And so am I right? Of course. Right, because the stars don't lie. So, okay, you use astrology to help people get in touch with the authentic self. Can you give our listening audience a few clues about how astrology is used? To help us see who we really are. Uh, do you mind just telling me your birth date? You don't need to tell me your year. Just tell me your birth date. Not, not at all. I don't mind that at all. It's uh, August the 30th. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I always say that because everybody thinks they're a judge. Uh, <clears throat> this woman is a woman of exactitude, and she thinks that she's there on the magic carpet wherever she's in this show. She's going to bigger and better things because she's a Virgo. A Virgo is the one that can be organized. They can listen to the chattering classes. They know how to diagram sentences. They know how to separate the priceless from the worthless, gold from the fool's gold. And Pluto is going to make a powerful aspect to her in 2010 and 11. So when Oprah is done with her run, This just might be the next face and voice you hear. So that's my way of doing it. So I would say you're very organized, probably picky, critical, and analytical. If you're in a relationship, I'm sure he uh, probably says sometime, uh, do do I ever get a better report card than the one you're giving me lately? So you see what needs to be changed. Now, I'm your opposite sign of Pisces, and we say, oh, Jesus, I just know... Somebody's going to drop some money at our front door. I know I didn't save anything, but you wouldn't let me just come out here alone. And, you know, the Virgo voice says, well, listen, if you want what I've got, do what I do. Put some money aside and, you know. So I think what astrology does is, you know, there are 12 signs of the zodiac, and it's in a circle, and that's infinity. Everybody knows that old basic language. And, you know, we were just in Egypt. I just returned home yesterday, and they had this whole calendar on the ceiling, and that temple of, of Dendera is 3,000 years old. And I said to the Egyptologist, hey, can I chip that down and carry it around in the United States of America where a lot of people swear it's of the devil? And he said, Albert, let me tell you something. The world is built on the principle of astrology. And just because they ignore it, it doesn't mean anything. Yep. So what happens is astrology is a guidepost. Okay. Okay, and we're going to come back and talk some more about that after the break. This is Andrea Matthews, and we're talking to Albert Clayton Gauden, the author of You're Not Who You Think You Are. Come back after the break. We'll have more. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. 
these self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living, brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology, and we're talking today to Albert Clayton Gauden, the author of You're Not Who You Think You Are. We talked a little bit in the last uh, segment about astrology and how you can use it to help us find the authentic self. I want to ask you, what are the three major things that you look for in a chart that might tell you in a natal chart, which is what people use to, to do astrological readings, what, what would you use to tell you about the direction of that that person's authentic self. All right, it would be the ascendant, the sun and the moon, and yeah, you know, I just have to tell people if they want me to do it, we do that, and they can call the office, which we'll tell them in the last segment how to do that. But if you have your chart done, I just did one five minutes before I came on the air. She was here fifteen years ago, and she said, "Albert, that was the most accurate thing that ever happened," and she was a non-believer. And she said, I'm back because 15 years later, I wanted to turn back to the man who could tell me. So the ascendant is known by the time of day you're born. And the ascendant will tell you, now remember, all signs have a positive and a negative, And that's not the male and the female, meaning uh, the, the positive and negative. The negative meaning the dark side. And the positive meaning the light, the God side. The dark side, ego side, all signs, ascendants, moon, uh, moon, sun, all the planets have a positive and a negative. So once somebody sees your chart, we can tell you whether uh, who you authentically are, whether you're aligned with that by looking at those three parts of the chart and how on the ascendant would be, uh, like you say, you have Leo rising and so do I. Mm-hmm. we would look at the sun. I have Neptune, which is the deceiver, in opposition to the sun. And as you said in your introduction, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Neptune afflicting the sun or the moon or the ascendant is alcohol, drugs, or other things we won't talk about. I mean, a little bit more dangerous stuff. So uh, then the sun is the identity of uh, who you really are. The ascendant is... It's the way the world views you, but the sun is who you are. Mm-hmm. So your sun is in Virgo. So did when I said you could be picky, critical, and analytical, is that true? Well, 
I think it means that I can be very analytical, picky and critical. I won't own that. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I, I guess it could have been. I have never been able to see that, and I've never had anybody else tell me that I was that way. Well, uh, I'll do your chart, and I'll email you later. But the, the thing is, uh, now, you know, the sun being the ruler of my chart, my sun's in Pisces. So I told you I have Neptune opposing that. Well, Pisces can be a little bit uh, out there, and of course, I'm not exactly 16 anymore, so you either grow or you go, as we say in that 12-step group. And then the moon is what you favor. I have the moon in Taurus. I can tell you right now, I would spend my last $300 to go to debtor's prison first class in the airplane. (laughs) I just came back from Egypt. We went first class. We stayed in Four Seasons all over Egypt. I drive hard. Thank God it's been paid off for years, but it's a vanity car, and I live in a beautiful house on a golf course. Hello, that's the moon in Taurus. Mm-hmm. I'm also extremely sensitive. Like I said, I went to my swami and said somebody said something. Boy, you say something to me, and boy, I'll slam the door and lock it on my side. Now, you have the moon, I think you said, in Leo? In Leo, yeah. Yeah, a kid, never wants to grow up or grow old, very creative. You're a dreamer. You could have been an actress. Did you ever want to be an actor? Uh, once upon a time, yes, a long yeah. time ago. Well, but you know, you are an actor. I mean, I'm sure those people at the studio think, well, here she is. Marilyn <laughs> Monroe's back from the dead, you know. She's on the radio again. Well, and the thing is, you're very creative. And also, you have that, you remember I told you I read voice imprint? Mm-hmm. See, my thing about your voice imprint is I kind of agree with you about not being too critical of people, but or yourself. But I, what I what I got from your voice is you could raise the dead. In other words, if somebody were dying, you know, there are poor, pitiful pearls all over the world today. You know, the internet's just trying to drive nails in the coffin uh, with all the stories that they tell. Uh, but you, you have the voice of hope. And when people listen to you, they say, you know what? I don't know her, but I like her, and mm-hmm. I like what she has to say. Well, that's all very good because that's really what I'm about. I'm about hope. So that, okay. Now, you know what it sounds like overall here is we're talking about how to love the ego. I mean, it sounds like how to just be present with yourself but also to recognize the ego. Yeah, but in the book, uh, that's what I do. I do a whole section on embracing the ego. Okay, that's what I wanted to get to. So tell us how to do that. Here's how you do it. You hold a dialogue with them. Mm -hmm. You know that I have more people. Forgiveness, by the way, is the linchpin to becoming who you are from who you're not. Forgiveness, forgiving yourself and others. Well, I can tell you, the ego is the one you have to forgive the most because the ego starts lying to you. Remember terrible twos? Ego. He's the tutor. He's the one that gets you into hot water. So what you have to do is you have to say, just like he's a real person, ego, we need to talk. There's a whole dialogue in the book about that. And what you try to get him to do is you try to get him to come over to your side of the aisle. Because remember, remember I said Joseph Campbell and the power of myth? Joseph Campbell tells the story about how we got to the planet Earth. And he says that, uh, that Lucifer went to God and said, I want to be God. I want the big room and I want the spa tub. And God said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I've been around too long to let you have it. I've been watching you lately. And he said, I want to be God. He said, you can just tuck tail and leave. So all of us that live on the planet Earth today, reincarnated, we came and we left paradise or wherever everybody thinks that is. And because God is compassionate and caring, he does not want us to be homeless. So he created the planet Earth. And this is reform school where we can make our amends to ourselves and to others and return to paradise and to the God who created us. Now, this whole thing about loving the ego, it's loving the dark side of yourself. It's the bad boy and bad girl behavior. Listen, I had a Virgo mother, hello in there, and she used to shake her finger, little Albert, yada, 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 yada. I don't need a mother like that. I need those mothers that say, darling, you come over here, and I'm just going to love you because I know you're not brain dead, and I know you didn't mean it, whatever. You need love. And so this is what you do to the ego. 
the dark part of yourself is who the ego is. And you say, come on over, and you embrace the ego. You have to see yourself. You know, this is where the real Zen work is being done, to have people see it and embrace it. But when you make the ego, and let me tell your listeners what you say, you have to say, ego, are you a devil who chases me, or an angel has come to help me? And in that moment, by natural law, he has to shapeshift to Albert, precious child of God. And every morning when you get out of bed, you can either do as we do in 12 steps, hit your knees to show your omnipotence to God, the real true God within yourself, and say, ego, you devil who chases me, an angel has come to help me. And every single day, just like training that puppy that I'm going to get on Saturday, after a while the ego will give up the control and you will become more precious child of God upon awakening. And uh, you can go through the day making better choices. Okay. And so in that process of forgiveness, one of the things you say in the book is that rage is a step to forgiveness. And we just have a few more minutes before the break, so if we get cut off, I want to come back to it. But I do want you to tell, spend a few minutes talking about this because this is, as you know, definitely not what we're taught about forgiveness. Yeah, but the thing is, you do have to rage at it. You know, we've talked about that I have the Sedona Intensive here. I mean, I just had a black woman from Ethiopia, and she said, Honey, when I got here the second day, I wanted to cut you. And she said, By the fifth day, I wanted to marry you. She said, Because you told me I was every man I ever laid down like a dog with fleas with, and that I needed to rage at them to get even with that part of myself, my bad girl behavior. Because on the heels of that, you have to seek forgiveness from every person that you've ever had a problem with because there are two people involved in the deal. So I, I never allow my clients to say, oh, I forgive you, Mama. No, ma'am. You did as much to your mama as your mama did to you. I'm telling you, my formula works. I've seen absolute miracles when people have been through everything from asked Scientology and the Baptist Church to get free. Okay. We are going to talk about that some more after the break. This is Andrea Matthews, and this is Authentic Living. We'll be back in just a moment. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance to expect guidance, to trust, and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. 
skillsusa.org Awakened Media for a Transforming World 7th Wave Network You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living. This is Andrea Matthews. We're talking to Albert Clayton Galden today about his book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, and we were talking just before the break about forgiveness. Now, this is a question I think is real important for people to get because I have so many clients who will come in to see me and will say, you know, I've forgiven so-and-so, but it's very apparent through their following discussion that they have not, in fact, done that at all. So, okay, how do we know? What are the internal signs that we'll have that we have actually forgiven someone or ourselves? Okay, it's because the person that you have the difficulty with, if you've not really forgiven them, they'll show up a hundred times in the guise of other people. Like, for instance, let's say uh, you can't forgive your mother. You'll marry her. She'll be the, the boss's wife at work. She'll be the woman across the street. She'll be the person that will attack you in the grocery store. So uh, if you have really resolved something, I'm one of those people that believe that life's, you know, I said reform school, but life's a school we don't learn, we remember. And I think that as you go through life, if you've really resolved a situation, um, those kind of people don't come back into your life. I mean, I was saying to you earlier, I used to say a bad woman was better than a good man until I met four bad women. Well, once I, and one of them was from your neighborhood, but uh, the truth of the matter is that uh, I feel that when you come to terms with it, the magnet or the Geiger counter, the honing device, nobody can find it because that part of you has been healed and resolved. So you just said you have clients that come to you and they say this, that, and the other, and you know that it isn't true. Well they'll keep telling you about that kind of situation or person time after time. Right, in all their other relationships. And that gets back to exactly what the um, Ethiopian woman was talking to you about earlier, that you mentioned earlier, that that whole idea of the transference of shadow. Mm -hmm. Can you say some more about how that works? Okay. When someone is not aware of their shadow, you know, if you're aware, you can't transfer it. It just means that you're, you know, brain dead or dumb. But uh, let's say, for instance, you know, I had a hard time with my mother. Oh, my sister's not listening. But anyway, uh, I had a hard time with my mother. And so, guess what? Married and divorced and have never really been able to come into very many good relationships until I resolved that situation with my mother. And as she was dying, isn't that interesting? I put my finger in her fist, asked her questions, and she would make pressure on my finger if it was yes and did nothing for no. And when my mother died two hours later, I was free of her and she was free of me. And since that time... I do not transfer uh, the qualities that bothered me about her onto women or to men. I mean, you know, you can transfer onto anybody because we've all got that shadow operating all the time. So I feel like that when a man, I mean, let me just say this. You know, I, I tell you, Southern men can be kind of treacherous about women, and I've heard more Men say, there goes the bee. Well, I know right off the bat who the bee is. She lives within him. 
Mm-hmm. And then if a woman decides to say all those euphemistic things about her husband or her brother or her ex-husband or the guy she's dating or used to date, I know it's all about her. You know, Andrew, if I could really get that instilled in your listeners, that would be worth the time they spent listening today because everything that you find about somebody else is all about yourself. Why do you think preachers are doing hellfire and damnation? It's because it's burning them up inside. I just saw something on the Internet today about a preacher in Texas talking about his pornography addiction, and the woman asked, she asked a great question. She said, why do you think that you preached against that? He said it was because it was killing me inside, and I was trying to throw brimstone at everybody else. That's where the world is. Why do you think we have those talking heads on television, the Hannity's and the Bill O'Reilly's, the most unconscionable people in the world? It's because they have all that anger inside of themselves that's unresolved, so they're paid millions of dollars to try to infect everybody else who have their own stuff that they want to throw in everybody else's yard. So we're living in very perilous times. I've got to tell you, I never did anything like the world is about to be over. And I'm still not saying that today, but boy, I gotta tell you something. We're a lot closer to the edge than we used to be. And it's not about the financial issue. It's about the meanness that is perpetrated every single day. Do you know why I don't go to church? I don't feel any love in the church. And do you know why I usually don't have anything to do with politics? It's because they're the same. And do you know why I'm inventing the world with my own vivid imagination? through mysticism, mythology, and Egyptology is because it's a better world than the world that I was given. Right. So this transference of shadow then really does create our world. It does. And if you believe that your wife is your problem, brother, why don't you go into a monastery until she appears, your shadow self, like a stark ghost in that little padre cell? Right, and that's where we'll encounter her and, and be able to actually resolve that issue. That's right. You know, I just did a, a thing with a woman in Birmingham who will remain nameless. I never saw anybody that came so confused, anybody that left so clear. And you know why? I'm not living there. I'm not putting out the party line, whether it's psychology, whether it's life coaching, whether it's AA, whether it's Vedanta. I'm telling you who I am, what works for me, and if you want what I've got, do what I do. Right, right. Okay, now I'm going to change the subject just a little bit. We've talked about some deeper uh, uh, things. I think you've mentioned this topic of sexual orientation in your book, and I think it's a real important topic not just because of the, uh, the times that we live in today, but because it has to do with the archetypes we really believe in in ourselves. So um, you've said in the book that if you're straight, you're also gay. You talked about it as sort of a continuum, which is what the American Psychiatric Association talks about it as as well. And it's not an either-or kind of thing. And self-realization does also including out, include finding out who we are as sexual beings. Mm-hmm. So say some more about that, if you will. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say about that. How in the world could you purport to be totally straight if you're a man with a girl, you know, rattling your cage? And how can you be all girl if you've got a bozo in there trying to get you to quit acting like you have to lay down before the Indian chief like your mama taught you? Uh, that infers already that there's an androgyny, uh, for better, lack of a better way of explaining this, and this whole thing of gay needs to look at its straight side, straight needs to look at its gay side, it's the obvious. It's what's already there. You know, it's the elephant in the living room. So I tell people, you've got to somehow be able to integrate. Because you know what i got to tell you, I'm the only person that I know. I don't have any truck with whether somebody's gay, straight, or nothing. I mean, I think people that are nothing, they want to seek something that's just divine uh, or smarter. I don't have a truck with any of that. But what I do have a truck with is that I think homosexuals, are kind of as mean-spirited sometimes as those good old boys from Powderly. And, and I think that people need to understand the reason that people make 
remarks that they do about other people. It's the fear of that part of themselves that they've never integrated and they've never faced. You call somebody else uh, a bad name that has something to do with gender, whether it's you, you fag or you dyke or whatever, or just uh, somebody that's um, a locker room Lothario, you have to look at uh, that within yourself. By the way, Vedanta taught me this. Vedanta said to me, Albert, you cannot see anything in anybody else that's not within yourself. So as a therapist, as I said and deal with people, the week that I have a lesbian, I'll say, okay, this week I'm a lesbian. Then I'll have an all-American football player, and I'll say, oh, I'm only 5'6", but I made the team. <laughs> people go wild when I do that, you know, because I'm really known to be very free. And, um, but the thing is, you've got to really go inside yourself because that's where the devil lives. He, he may or may not live in the terrorist of wherever you think they live and whatever, and he may or may not be behind that bush, you know, if you're an old maid thinking you got a skull comb. It's always within yourself. So whatever you don't believe, um, it's really right there in front of you. So this whole thing of gay and straight are the same thing, illusions that hide true feelings, I think I've explained it through facing your shadow because that's where the difficulty is coming from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So looking at your shadow also includes looking at the feminine aspect, the gender aspects of ourselves, but also the 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 uh, things that we're attracted to. That's people right. That like, to. why do you think that I said uh, I, I do voice imprint and I like you and then I want to do this thing for you in my newsletter? It's because what the hell is wrong with Andrea Matthews? Nothing. So I'm thinking to myself, why don't you just blab mouth, tell everybody? So I just did. Because you know the truth of the matter is, who knows? Maybe I needed to lift your boat. Maybe you calling me today. Maybe I needed to get out of that chair and go in the air and see if anybody cares what I have to say. But it's amazing because you never know who you affect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or who, who you're learning from. That's right. Okay, and we're going to be back with our final segment of Authentic Living, brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. Back again. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. Over there? Over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. 
Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. back with Authentic Living. This is our final segment, so I want to spend a little bit of time talking about um, what you do, Albert. Uh, how it, what, what can listeners do to get in touch with you for, say, a reading, and what does a reading consist of? Okay. They can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at SedonaIntensive.com, and a session is uh, an hour. We make a, a, a CD, and it entails... Uh, month, date, year, exact time, and place of birth. And it really, I I take them, you know, I just spend very little time connecting them to the way it was, but I bring them, you know, to the immediacy of life and forward for a couple of three years. Uh, But what I think I really do, I mean, it's so hard, you know, to make people understand this. This is not Thus Spake Zarathustra although sometimes I throw a little bit of that in too. But I really believe in quantum physics. I believe in this divine design, and I believe it's the sound of somebody's voice. That's what voice imprinting is. It tells me whether somebody's dark or light. But it really is a a really incredible time spent, and uh, oftentimes, and by the way, that's the evaluation part of the Sedona Intensive, if someone decides to go through the program, then that fee is applied to uh, the the five day program here. Uh, the Sedona Intensive is really where my life is. Uh, the Sedona Intensive was born 27 years ago uh, when I moved to Sedona, and uh, it was it's, it's a voice that I heard. You know, I talk about the Paul voice, you know, the God voice, and just started talking in my head, you know, like thought impressions, and uh, told me about this program. And so, of all places, I was in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, it kind of started from three people from the audience that said, can I come and do some work with you? And I said, of course. I mean, I knew you were going to come and whatever. And they tell people, and then you start writing books and traveling the world, and you do a lot of media, and people keep coming. But in that process... The Sedona Intensive is really where uh, you have the baptism by fire. And, you know, there, there's a woman that does massage, the greatest massage in the wor- world, I think, and you do yoga. So there's, there's other things besides being put through the, the burning off of the dross and the separation between authenticity 
and falseness. And um, so you come in on a Sunday and you leave on a Saturday or a Sunday the next week, and you have so many weeks of aftercare with the licensed person by Internet and phone. And, you know, we have probably, uh, when it comes to addictive behavior that you can measure, we probably have about a 62, 63% last testing uh, success rate. Treatment centers have maybe 5 or 10 or 12% success. But it really is you come in confused about who you are and you go out, I think, perfectly razor clear about who you are and what you to do with your life. So both of those things, and, you know, I want to tell people we also have a free newsletter that helps you a great deal. You go to www.sedonaintensive.com and just sign on. It's free, and uh, that gives you a lot of insights. I do uh, an astrology column for all the signs and an overview every month. But if they call the, the 1-800 number, 647-732, Linda or Scott, We'll talk about how to have a private session or how to find out about the Sedona Intensive. Okay, so private session would be the astrological, astro-intuitive yeah. session. Yes. Okay. And do you also, are you still practicing as a transpersonal psychotherapist? I am. Okay, so you do you see still clients for that? I do. Okay, so if they wanted to call you to set up, that would have to be somebody in the lo- local to the Sedona area. Well, but you know... Uh, I don't like to do long-term by phone if I haven't met the person. Uh-huh. But, you know, time to time I do. There are people who, you know, they start out and, you know, you think, well, I didn't get to them. And the next thing you know, they're begging us to work by phone. You know, they they have the struggle of the economics of maybe coming here for a week and whatever. But um, I I would say that, they, I, I would never take anybody for the intensive if they didn't do the, the chart session, the astrointuitive session, because okay. that's what we call our evaluation process. There are people who are not ready for the process of, of clarity. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much, Albert, for being here today to talk with us about you're, you're not who you think you are. And uh, so just thank you. Just thank you so I've much. I've loved it very much, and uh, I, I'd love to come on again. Okay, all right. Well, and remember, next week we're going to be talking some more about the shadow in a a, um, show called Me and My Shadow. So we've been sort of on this series of talking about the shadow, so tune in again next week to listen more about that. And just remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.